In the year 3062, far after the fall of humanity, the world is populated by sentient robots, true artificial intelligences. So far removed from their creators, they became more and more curious as to the things they did not understand about humans, specifically emotions. So, they proceeded to do what they always do, design new machines and send them back in time to find the answer. Each robot was given a different emotion to research and define. I am one of those robots, a Sensation Acknowledgement Machine, or SAM. And I have a question for you. What is fun? Entry 002, Ricky Baker Ann. Engage Charisma. Ricky, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Um, yeah, I am uh, 30 years old. That's a, a new thing for me, so I guess that's significant. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I live in Burlington, Vermont, um, and I am a speech therapist by day. I like to do improv in the night. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I don't know, that's the gist. Okay, so those are the two things that, that make you up, essentially? I guess so. I like to watch a lot of television. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, Ricky, what sorts of things do you consider fun? Oh, my God. Um, so, well, improv, I mean, I... I think that is like where I spend a lot of my free time is mm -hmm. improvising with friends. Um, and then I, again, recently, uh, I've taken a deep dive into reality television and I don't, I don't know if that's fun. Like it's fun for me to watch people be. Okay. I mean, fun is, uh, from what I've discovered in my, my research so far, very esoteric and very specific to people, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my best to come up with a general definition of what it is, but every little bit helps. So, so if you find it fun, then that <laughs> means it is. Yeah. Um, God, it, this is putting into question, like, what do, how do I spend my time? And I feel like a lot of my time is spent in front of a screen, I, but that's just because it's so cold out. So I don't really do a lot in the winter. I don't do like winter hobbies or anything. So okay. I, I spend my time indoors watching other people have fun. On 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> so, uh, so what is it about reality TV and seeing other people <laughs> have fun that is fun for you? Really, this is like a new thing ever since the new year. I've Since like the holidays, I just, because I used to avoid reality TV mm -hmm. because I, I thought I was better than it. And I'm, I know that I'm not. I just, I don't know. I... It's fun to see other people living out experiences, specifically 90 Day Fiance, um, because they're just ridiculous. And mm -hmm. uh, there's, I don't, they make such bad decisions. And that is fun for me. Like, I, I laugh by myself at other people's terrible decisions. And yet, they're so sure of themselves there's not a question in their mind and they have multiple people in their lives coming to them saying what are you doing i don't know 
So there's there's a German concept called Schadenfreude, mm. of of essentially uh, you know loosely translates to something like joy at the misery of others. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that is the fun I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> um, I really and th- this has been kind of throughout my life. I've I hurt people's feelings sometimes um, because I like I love a good fall, mm-hmm. and I have a hard time. Like, I have to actively remind myself, ask if they're okay first, then laugh. Because I can't help it. Like, there's just there's something about people falling. Like, I don't know, people struggling. What's that show? There's, again, like, I feel I'm realizing I need new hobbies. <laughs> um, because all the things that are making me feel fun are watching other people be miserable. Oh, my God. Yeah, what what's the German phrase? Schadenfreude. I think I need that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> I've, people may hit your car. Oh, oh my god! So I would be careful with that one. Oh, so it's not. It doesn't have a positive connotation. Well, no, it's literal. I mean, like I said, it's basically joy at the misfortune of others. I want them to succeed. Like I don't. I want these marriages to work out. Mm-hmm. I I think I do. Okay. I maybe I don't. Is there is there some measure of you like living vicariously through these people? Mm. You get to see situations that that you're like I would like to experience that, but I also really don't want to. So I get to see <laughs> like this is a litmus test essentially. <laughs> um not definitely that not that I want to do what they're doing, mm-hmm. more like I am so proud of myself for not doing things like that like it makes me feel good about myself it justifies the decisions you've made in your yeah, life yeah and that maybe like maybe i do know what i'm doing because at least i'm not doing that <laughs> that's fair that's absolutely fair i yeah so but, are there are there other things about reality tv that you find fun <sighs> and it, yeah are there other shows i guess i should say we've only oh, talked about 90 day fiance so far <sighs> I guess it's just like everything in my life right now is 90 Day Fiance. I did just start watching The Bachelor for the first time. I know it's been on for, uh, what, decades, and I grew up with it. Like, it's just always been a part of my existence because I'm only 30. Um, So, yeah, and so I'm watching it from start to finish for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, And... That is also very fun. It's fun because I recently learned that it's not sincere all the way. I thought, oh, these are dumb idiots and they're wasting their time. They just want to be famous. And a lot of them do. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize there is some strategy involved and that when you watch it, knowing that it's like, whoa, they are every single thing that these women and the guy, I think, too, say is calculated to solidify their chance of being there the next week which progresses their fame progresses how much money they could make like there's one that's an attorney and she's probably like after this gonna have so many people that want to work with her because she was on the show Mm -hmm. and they all have like i mean i was just talking to a friend they all have like instagrams and all this stuff and it's all like they're all just it's free publicity and some like you can just tell some of them say and do very certain very subtle things just to guarantee that they stay on the show a lot of tactical decisions yeah 
and I uh, this feels like kind of boring like if we're talking fun here like this feels very boring um to me like I'm judging myself on the level <laughs> of funness um it's just because it's so cold out like what else am I supposed to do I don't know that's why I'm asking <sighs> well I should like project myself into the into the summertime sure think about year round what other kinds of things year do you find fun, fun besides reality television I gotta say I whenever I get to a beach whether it's Lake Champlain or the ocean or even if there's like any beach really mm-hmm. I just want to run and chase the birds and I know it's I think I always loved going to the beach as like a little kid and there's something so satisfying about going after birds and being like you knowing that they're flying away because of you. Okay, so have you ever caught a bird? No. I don't want to do that. They're gross. I don't want to touch them. Okay. You just want to you just want to make like, them leave. Yeah, I just like that I have control over them and it's like a whole combined. It's like, ah, oh, the wind is blowing, and usually it's warm and sunny. It feels good. The waves are crashing. The salt hitting your face. And then, you know, it's usually, this is what I do when I first get to a beach, and I see the seagulls. I charge at them, and I make them fly away. And then they land. You know, they're so silly. They're so dumb. They land right back. They're lazy is what it is. They land right back down. Well, they're looking for french fries. Yeah. Oh, my God, they are. And then I, I just chase them again until I get pooped and then I lay down. Yeah, just like a day at the beach. Mm-hmm. So fun. So like there's nothing really going on. I don't like to throw a Frisbee. I don't like to do much. Other Except than, chase birds. Other than chase birds when I first get there <laughs> and uh, then lay down. Well, and if it's nice water, I really do love like splashing about. Like I... Not swimming. Mm -hmm. Like, really, my idea of fun is, like, as little as possible action. It's like standing in the water. Yeah. Or sitting in the water. Yeah. Like, sensory stuff is fun. Like, just listening to the ocean. I don't know. So what's fun about that, then? Um, like, the freedom of it, that, like, you've got nothing to do. Like, you pick a day to go to the beach, or you pick an afternoon. Mm -hmm. Because life is so stressful. Um... So just knowing that, like, the objective of today is to just be at a beach and, like, eat some food that's, like, good, like, cheese or salami or, like, kombucha. Like, just heady fucking food, Mm -hmm. relaxing, and, like, not having an agenda. I am – fun for me is not, like, here's all the activities we're going to do today. Mm -hmm. Fun is like the pressure is off. Yes. Let me do nothing. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So so that's reality TV and and being at the beach uh-huh. on an ideal day. What about improv? What about improv is fun to oh you? Oh my god. Well, just did some improv today. Um it's maybe similar I don't know. I'm always trying to like connect things. This is very introspective. It is. Of myself and I I'm going to go home and think about this and judge myself further. Um, improv is fun because I don't, do we, I don't know. Do we have to explain it to the listeners? I don't. If you want to give like an elevator pitch. Oh my God. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Well, improv is, uh, 
theater. You make it all up on the spot. Ideally with your friends. I think that makes it fun once you have connections with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to. It's a thing because I, I improv people that I've done improv with that I didn't know. And it's just you get to be free again and be silly and allowed to say and do the weirdest things. And it's fun because you don't really know what's inside of you. And then it comes out and you're mm-hmm. like, what the? And same with other people. You're like, I can't believe you just did that. And I don't know. I Does that make sense to you? It does. Yes. <laughs> yes. That um, that you, again, similar to, to why you love the beach and the fun of that, the freedom of knowing that nothing is planned and that anything could happen and that there are no expectations necessarily. Oh, my God. That is what I was trying to do at the beginning of my improv spiel. I was like trying to connect but I couldn't do it as well as you, robot. Um, you yeah. can call me Sam. Oh, Sam, I'm so sorry. I mean, calling you robots, like... That'd be like me calling you human. Yeah, that's really offensive. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, wow, I'm having deja vu right at this moment. When that's was the last cool. time you were interviewed by a robot? I don't know. Well, is that... I don't... I probably am getting deja vu wrong. Okay. But my impression of deja vu is that I feel that this has happened before. That is deja vu. But yes. uh, oh, but it hasn't act. I don't think this has actually happened to me before. Hmm. Phantom deja vu. Maybe, but in my life, I always have phantom deja vu. Perhaps it was from a dream. Ah, uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Well, improv. <sighs> it's hard to find the words. I just appreciate that a group of people can be so weird and like when you have an audience that's even it's just so impressive that people want to see other people do weird shit and i again yeah it's just the freedom of that and the freedom from like structure and rules and like going to your job and like type a like control freaks like i just i really don't like rules and structure it's interesting because it seems like there's there's somewhat of a developing theme of um of of witnessing other people do things that you either uh would never do or are somewhat scared to do Mm. Because I feel like that's something that happens with with fans of improv a lot is they go because they're like, this is something that I would never do, but I want to experience it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And similarly, for a lot of things on reality television, there are a lot of people who are like, I want to see what happens, but I would never do this. (laughs) You genius. Like, yeah, that's probably it. Well, and I think that anything could happen and that it's all like not taboo not taboo is not the word that just that like it's all things that are shocking and like you could you could never do that in front of your boss like Mm -hmm. you could never like those are the things that are like the most exciting is the things that are not allowed and like the things that are restricted yeah. because of the the rules of work or everyday whatever. Or like even like social norms, like you can't say that. And like for 
I don't know, before I started doing improv a lot, like four-ish, maybe three, four years ago, I felt very, maybe not, I didn't realize I was trapped. I didn't realize there was a huge part of me hiding away Mm -hmm. because of like people I was surrounding myself with and people that like were very concerned over their image, over how they presented to the world and just like in places I've lived, like New Jersey, where I went to high school, oh, just smothering. Like peop- like there's just such an expectation to fit in. Mm-hmm. And I I hated it. And I only realized three or four years ago I didn't have to live that way. And like that's not fun. It's not fun to like have to fit into a box and be a certain way to appease people. And it's really cool to like have so many people in the improv world celebrate and honor that like, yeah, we don't want like let your freak flag fly. And like, it's like the norm to be. To not be normal. Yeah. Yeah. And like what even is normal? Like there no longer isn't normal. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Oh, wow. Seems like a real epiphany. Yeah. Well. Let's change uh, tracks a little bit. Uh, What is the most fun you've ever had? Oh, my God. That is a real... I also love dancing is the thing. And that's the first thing that popped into my head. I don't know if... I would have to think in my brain really what was the most fun I ever did have. Ever? Ever. Oh my god. I mean, obviously, uh, from what you can recall, I'm not, this is not a a test. I have a hard time remembering things that haven't happened recently. Can I say the most fun thing in the last six months? Sure. I can't even think of that. (laughs) God, okay. I'm going to, I think I'm going to just say. Oh, wow. Okay. I love, I just love dancing and there are a few places in the world that i've had the most fun dancing and there's this one place in portland maine called bubba's silky lounge and they have a light up dance floor like from it's old it's like very saturday night fever style yes and it's from that time and so there's like liquid under the panels it's gross and the whole building is like full of antiques it's it seems like it's illegal, like the amount of like crap around. Like they're like, there's like a giant Kellogg's like wooden poster of like the Rice Krispie guys. Mm-hmm. What are they called? I don't know. Um, it just like tons of like memorabilia from like like the 80s. Well, that's the thing. It's like an 80s themed place mm-hmm. on one night a week at least. And I just I've gone there with a friend before and danced my face off like by myself i have the best time dancing alone because i don't i dance very large and i also don't like making eye contact when i dance and people like want to look at my face and like sing lyrics to me and i just yeah it's probably that if not at that place then (gasps) roller skating i forgot okay yeah, in the last year, I've started roller skating, and it's just something about the mobility of it, like mm-hmm. going around with like 
good ass songs, like some oldies tracks, mm-hmm. and you're just flying around by yourself. I'm by myself in most of these scenarios where mm-hmm. it's the most fun. I love dancing with people, don't get me wrong, but it's like a little, again, coming back to freeing. It's a little more freeing to be completely alone, skating about to some music that you love mm-hmm. with the lights a flickering and a disco ball, a total like sensory experience. So is there a particular roller skating time that sticks out in your memory? Yes, and it actually wasn't at a roller rink. This was like mm, last summer. I got, I finally, I'd been waiting, waiting, waiting to get a pair of roller skates. And last summer I finally just happened to find a pair at a yard sale um, that was my size, super cheap, like 10 bucks. Serendipity. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, for like a couple nights that summer, put my headphones on with like l- truly my favorite songs, mm-hmm. ABBA, um, If It Wasn't For The Nights, one of the best songs, like probably my favorite song. I put that on and I went to the basketball court down the street from me and I just skated around by myself to my favorite music in the night with the street light on. No one was there. No one walked by to like observe me or be like, what the hell is she doing? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was magical. So why, why that moment? Why, what made that one more fun than any other? Um, I think because it had all the elements I needed. Like I curated the music. It was, it was exactly what I had always wanted. Like, cause you dream, like you, if you go out dancing a lot, I, I don't go out a lot. Um, but there's, there's this joy in like, it's my song, like my song, like the song that like moves your soul and mm-hmm. like feel like you get chills when you hear it. And it's very rare that my song is played because it's an ABBA like deep cut. So the fact that I could control that and like the volume of it, it was just like I, all I could hear was that song. Like mm. I couldn't even hear the skates and it was just perfect weather. It was all like a sensory fun of like the music, the air moving across my body and mm. the smoothness of the court. Oh my God. And I think the beauty of like, wow like no one else is here and like this is just my moment yeah so the the freedom of being in public but being truly alone in a in a satisfying way not yeah. not a like a cloying or fearful way obviously. no yeah just knowing that you are out literally gliding free as a bird oh possibly one being chased on a beach oh <laughs> and and pumping exactly the tunes that speak to what lives within you. Yeah. And knowing that there's no one there to uh, impinge on your experience, yeah. judge your experience. Yes. Try to, to join in and dilute your experience. Yeah, which sounds so rude because I think I do have fun moments with other people. It's just like... Some, it wasn't, it's a little more sacred when it's just myself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think that's that's absolutely fair. There are there are moments that are made to be shared, but there are also moments where it's good to be alone and it can feel refreshing. Yeah. So you have that one moment and it's like you're it's or at least it seems to me like you were just completely centered. Yeah. And and allowed to enjoy that without any any pressure from inside or outside. Yes. Yes. And I uh, I don't know if I'm going to say it and I don't mean this is just something like a like my mind thinks things like in beautiful moments and fun moments that Mm -hmm. I just and in that moment I thought like well I could just die and like this would this is it I just peaked like just like if if everybody died on the moment when they peaked Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Well, but you, you, it seems like you had a moment, not even necessarily of, of true peaking, but it was just a moment of like such deep satisfaction yeah. in knowing like, I'm enjoying myself so much right now that even if the worst thing happened, I, I just had, I'm having such a good time that it wouldn't matter. Yes. Oh, yeah. So. Except it probably would. <laughs> I mean, probably. Get a call. Would. Grandma's dead. Would. Oh my God. I think uh, hyperbole is always an effect when we have these kinds of conversations. <laughs> but it's interesting. So there's there's an element of of you know no pressure, no responsibilities, just pure, uncut Colombian freedom. Oh. And then, but then on the other hand, there's also this this Schadenfreude e mm. not to this moment, but just just fun <laughs> for you in general of being able to watch other people go through situations that you either would never be a part of uh, or you think are are idiotic or scary or stupid or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting how much that ties in to this feeling of freedom of you knowing when you're watching these people do these stupid things that you're not beholden to what they're going through. Yeah. You are free of that kind of pressure so you can safely sit in the, in the stands of it mm-hmm. and watch them go through it knowing that it's never going to be a problem for you. Yeah, hopefully. Who Fingers knows? crossed. I don't know. Have you applied for a ninety day fiance? Uh I would I I have to date online first. I'll do that and then I'll that, let that's you know. the next step? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to meet the person first. Learn that. On my ninety days before wait, ninety day fiance before the ninety days, you do have to fly to their country and meet them first okay. to substantiate the relationship. There you go. Yeah. FYI. We've all learned something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's interesting though that this this concept of just like freedom makes things fun, right? We see that yeah. in the the reality TV aspect of of not being beholden to it. We see it in the improv aspect of it's literal freedom. You can do whatever you want, and you you have to go with the flow because nothing is planned. And then these sort of solitary moments of expression, be it roller skating or dance, of of just getting to be you without any worry about uh supporting anyone else or having to be judged by anyone else or or even letting anyone in not in a malicious way yeah but just in the way of i have no responsibilities right now yeah and i can do what i want to do Mm -hmm. oh you just summarized my soul you're welcome Thank you. That's what I'm here for. It's one of the things. It's a service I provide. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so now, important question. Oh. If I uh, forced you to define fun, how would you? 
Oh my goodness. Well, I think our conversation is going to influence. Yeah. Influence this because it, it just all makes sense now. I think if you had asked me this question at the top of this interview, I don't know what I, I probably would have been more difficult for me to say it. Um, I so fun. If I had to define fun, it is something that um, allows you to experience your feelings freely, and I it that is a freeing experience that your heart and soul and everything inside of you is just allowed to express and be mm-hmm. and that there's no restrictions like fun i mean yeah there can be rules and things for safety but i think the bottom line is that like you feel free and allowed and i just picture like that like joy like ape with his hands over his head like that um what's it's either joy there's some other emotion that like we all animal or human put our arms up to the sky and like that's why a lot of dancing is like arms up to the sky and like when you're truly like open Mm -hmm. you are joyful and that is fun Hmm. yeah interesting yeah so there's there's a your your definition of fun has a lot of like being deeply in touch with you. Yeah. Cuz you I don't know how you can really have fun if you're feeling insecure or feeling guarded. Like you have fun to me at least has mm-hmm. to do with being allowed to be yourself in that moment cuz isn't that like I don't know how you you have you you're expressing joy, you're expressing pure pleasure. <laughs> Fun, well, fun, I don't know. Fun's different <laughs> than pleasure, I guess. I think the two, I think they're they're both like Venn diagram circles Yeah. that have a lot of overlap, but they're not always the same thing. Yeah, fun's a little more uh, casual. <laughs> well, pleasure is also like not always uh, necessarily like a sexual act. Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't saying that. I'm just making sure. <laughs> Yeah, there's no, also no, the no. pleasure of like a job well done. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, pleasure just se- like seems more formal to me, and fun can just be like, oh, that was, that was a fun game sandwich. of laser tag. Yeah, fun sandwich. <laughs> like, like I think anything could be like, oh, that was, that was a fun car ride. Like just silly, like it's silly. Mm-hmm. I think that's also a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. Something that that through my research I found often gets bred out of adults. Yeah. A lot of times. That's yes. And that's why improv is so wonderful because it capitalizes on being silly. And yes, people I was just about to say, I think that there are some adults specifically, and I know some teenagers too, that it's it's very sad that can't have fun. They like don't have the capacity to have fun anymore because mm. again, going back to like you need to be allowed to be yourself, allowed to be silly, allowed to be weird if you're going to be able to have fun. Because if you're so wrapped up in how do I look, what do other people think about me right now, mm-hmm. you're not even going to let yourself laugh because... Because you're too busy conforming. Yeah. And I know lots of people like that. And I would say, I I feel bad for you because I don't know how you have any fun when you're so busy stressing out about what you look like. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like, oh, how's my makeup? I mean like your self-image of like yeah. 
how am I coming off? And it's one of those, uh, it's like an Ouroboros almost because they get to a point where they're like, I need to fit in so that I can have fun. Mm -hmm. But the process of forcing myself to change to fit in with these people is not fun. Yeah. So they're constantly chasing this thing that they're never going to achieve because they won't stop and let themselves be themselves. Oh, yeah. It's so sad. Vicious cycle. Vicious cycle. And I think so many people are in that cycle and maybe don't realize it. I was in that cycle to an extent. I feel like I've always had a silly bone, but like a funny bone. (laughs) You got such silly bones. My bones are silly. (laughs) Uh, But it was it was being repressed for like five years. And I didn't exactly realize that's the part that I think is poignant here because I don't I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. until I put myself in an environment where, oh, it's okay to be this way. Oh, I want to be this way. But at, looking back, I really, I wasn't like, oh, I better I better stop being so silly and weird because I want to fit in. It's not like conscious. You're not, yeah. So it's. I feel sad for people that don't realize that they're not having any fun. Interesting. Uh, do you have any any final words on fun that will help robots like myself understand it? Um, I would say if you're a googling, googling, if you're googling, um, don't really pay any attention to the SpongeBob song because it's not accurate. It's weird when you said what is fun, because I'm thirty. Mm-hmm. I grew up with that definition of fun. Mm-hmm. And I had the song memorized for a while and would perform it with my brother. But it's it's not true. Um, and I guess just allow yourself to be weird, people. And if you don't know how, take an improv class. Just truly, like, uh, it's so amazing to watch, like, a new improviser who's literally never done any theater, no improv, no nothing. And they come to a class and after just an hour or two hours of being allowed to be weird, Mm -hmm. they are like, that was refreshing. I needed that. I had no idea that life could be this way. And it's like, oh, it's just beautiful to see that experience. And I think that that's like the easiest way to unlock your fun side. Is to go to a place where that is allowed, that is celebrated, that being being weird. Well, free your mind and the rest will follow. Oh, who said that? Uh, <laughs> isn't it an En Vogue song? Free your mind and the rest will follow. Okay, that helped. Good. Uh, Ricky, thank you for helping with my research. Yeah. Uh, if you listeners out there would like to aid future robots in understanding your human emotions, you can get in touch with us at What Is Fun Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can email us at whatisfunpod at gmail.com. Let us know your answer to the titular question. Remember, just because humanity one day will inevitably fall doesn't mean you can't be a research subject now. So, I ask you. What is fun? Charisma, 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 charisma. This has been a Puma Knife production.